the FOMC has met. They've pushed up rates by 75 basis points. Jerome Powell has hinted at another big rise, but then also said there's going to be no forward guidance from here on in. So what can we glean from the press conference this morning? We'll look at that today. And Australia's inflation numbers yesterday. How much higher will they go? And what's the stance of the RBA going to be next week? 50 basis points or more? It's Thursday, the 28th of July, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, a big jump in U.S. shares today. The Nasdaq at close is up 4.1%. The S&P 500 up 2.9%. The Dow up 1.4%. A lot of them, they were all up, but a lot of that has been happening since the Fed meeting uh, an hour or so back. Shares have also been dragged up by a 7.7% rise in Alphabet shares. Microsoft is up 6.7%. Tesla's up 6%. Meta, well, they were up 6.5% at close, but down in after-hours trade. We'll come to why that is in a minute, but uh, mixed news in their earnings results. The U.S. dollar fell three quarters of 1% since that Fed meeting. The euro is up 0.8%. The pound up 1.1%. The Aussie dollar up 0.8%. Very close to 70 US cents now. Bond yields have fallen in the US. Actually down just one basis point for 10-year treasuries in the end. Down five basis points for two years. But that is over the day. We saw quite a fall during the Fed press conference. And big moves up in oil prices. WTI is up 2.9%. Brent is up 2.3%, heading up to $107. European gas prices have calmed down a bit today. There's a bit of relief. So, as expected, the Fed raised interest rates by 75 basis points to 2.5%. The share market is loving that. Well, look at why that is with Dave DeGaris from NAB in London. Bill. Obviously, it's not because of uh, borrowing costs going up. They wouldn't like that very much. But uh, perhaps it's because they think this is going to get inflation down. They've got they've got a lot of faith in the Fed. Are they the I, only I, ones I in think, that? I think they want to believe, Phil, that the economy is slowing sufficiently now to create, you know, what might be a soft landing, you know, by, you know, the first half of next year. That is some rise in unemployment, but not too bad, but uh, a low enough inflation that sees the Fed stop tightening. Now, clearly, Powell doesn't see that happening as of today, but um, that's what the market wants to believe right now. Was he more hawkish or less hawkish? He didn't give anything away. It's hard to say, isn't it? I think his uh, his demeanour uh, very straight, playing by very straight bat. Uh, the fact that it's going to be uh, governed meeting by meeting. I mean, he said said that pretty much before. Mm. But I think the market wants to think that they're they're at neutral. What they think is at neutral now. So the rate of yeah uh, rate rises is going to slow down from here. But. You know, but they won't. I mean, that, that's the interesting thing, well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it so is. the neutral range, you know, what, two and a quarter to two and a half percent. Uh, yes. And, uh, but I mean, that means as they go beyond that, then it's then no longer accommodative. It's a, it's yes. a bit of semantics, isn't it, really? If you, it, it is. I mean, he, he, if you take him at his word, he's saying, well, one point of reference is still their June forecast, for, you know, where yes. rates will be in the, in the first half of next year. So uh, that that means another hundred basis points yeah. onto rates. Yeah, between you yeah know, around three point one, three point six percent, wasn't it? So like correct. Range. Yeah. Correct. That's the range. Mm. So uh, they're not done on on um, they're not done on that. He scotched any idea that the economy is in recession right now. He acknowledged all the you know the slower points that we've been seeing. Maybe even in jobless claims, although saying that could be seasonal adjustment issues and so forth. But, uh, you know, we're not seeing the broad-based declines across industries, um, you know, that you'd normally see 
in a recession and don't get too excited by the GDP numbers tomorrow. Just keep focusing on inflation and how that pans out. And that's going to remain his focus. Now, at some point, if if and when unemployment rises, he will he will likely blink, but you'd have to say he's nowhere near that point right now. Phil. Well, he was he's pushed. Still, f- he's still worried about inflation. Yeah, he was pushed a few times, wasn't he, about uh, recession? Yes. He, I mean, he did when pushed. He said he doesn't think the US is in, in recession now. Of course, we get uh, we get the GDP read later on, don't we? So we'll uh, we'll be able to break that down. Uh, but it seems unlikely. Well, it's, it's, break it's, part of it down anyway. Yeah. It seems unlikely, though, doesn't it? Probably. Uh, from what- I think so. I mean, how could you say that the US is in recession with an unemployment rate with a three-handle, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, he was asked a lot about future recessions, and he didn't give a yes. straight answer on that, did he? In fact, he, he was saying, well, demand has to come down. Price stability yes. is essential. That was You yes. agreed that as him saying, well, yeah, it, it really is very possible. Not now, but yeah. yes, in the future. Well, it is. And, uh, you know, he, he made that point early on, didn't he? So the price stability is the bedrock, you know, for sustainable growth and the sort of labour market that the US economy had before the pandemic. And that's what they're that's what they're aiming for right now. And he mm. also said, you know, it, it getting getting to that um, that that end point. He said it gotten a, a little bit more challenge challenging in the past couple of months. Now, he's clearly referring to those you know, to a high inflation rates that they've had. So they've got their eyes firmly fixed on that. And we get uh, the employment cost index for the US, which is a better measure of, you know, unit labour costs. Um, and he's not, con- we get that tomorrow, and he's not convinced at all that um, inflation's anywhere near flattening, let alone declining at this point. Right, which is why I mean he's he he did say you know no clear guidance you know as you know as we're saying before mm-hmm. so many times you know he's saying yeah you know it's all data dependent but I mean you know he was not prepared to say anything about you know where they go next although having said that you know we're not giving clear guidance uh, but you know he 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 did mention two or three times the idea uh, of another unusually large increase might be possible but I'm not saying that's going to happen it's possible it's going to happen but I'm not going to say it's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like, uh, yes, well, okay, uh, well, you brought it up, not us. We can only guess about the market reaction, but I think the market wants to believe that it's less likely now because mm. they're seeing signs that things are slowing. Companies reporting that they're slowing up on recruitment. And even Powell, you know, gave a nod, didn't he, to the fact that companies are reporting that, you know, while getting staff is difficult, that, that anxiety level seems to have uh, been dialed back a bit recently. Yeah, and we heard, heard those sorts of heard those sorts of sentiments in the in the last beige book, which was released what two weeks ago in the lead up to this meeting, but uh, it, and we've seen it in some of the PMIs, for example. So just to, before we move off this, I mean, uh, just mm. going back to where we started on on the the equity response, which is uh, which has been extraordinary. So that is well, just this, this optimism that it's all going to be over sooner. The the, the market, it, 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 I think that very that that stems from. Uh, short-end bond market rally that we're seeing. So mm. when I'm looking at the two-year yield right now, Phil, it was uh, trading at 3.08% before the Fed, uh, and and now it's 2.98. So the market has locked 10 basis points off the average of two-year rates right. in the next just two he's years. Talking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just why it just slumped immediately, and uh, you know. Uh, as you say, the stock market's a sea of green, and you look at down the Nasdaq stocks, as you said there. Yeah, you know, Amazon, um, Apple, uh, Alphabet, Meta. You know, 
Yeah, absolutely. And we'll, pick talk, a, we'll talk about pick Meadow. A, pick a high single-digit number. <laughs> we'll talk about Meadow at the, at the end of the of the podcast. So let's look at some other numbers that have been around. So uh, durable goods orders for June up 1.9% month-on-month. It was expected mm. to fall. But then, perhaps not the the big surprise for that uh, you know for that top line figure because a lot of it was military aircraft. You know, there's nothing like a war to pull you out of uh, the prospect Indeed. of a recession, is there? Indeed. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we saw uh, durable goods orders, the trade, the goods trade number for June, uh, and also inventories. And the way those numbers are worked out, Phil, mm. uh, is that they all. Um, have uh, added technically a bit more to growth in the June quarter, according to the Atlanta Fed estimate. So the estimate before the um, before those numbers was that you know GDP was on on track for what uh, a decline of one point six percent, and that's been um, that's been increased modestly now um, on on the back of those numbers. And the consensus is plus point four. So, I mean, most people would think, wouldn't they, that recession means more than just two negative numbers in a row. But, you know, that could feed into the narrative if that's the way it works out tomorrow. Yeah. He's trying to play that down, of course, isn't he? Well, those trade figures as well, imports were down 0.5%. Indeed, Exports up 2.5%. So that would help those GDP numbers as well, wouldn't it? It it does, absolutely right. So a lower trade deficit, Mm. higher inventories, although, you know, usually declines in imports and rising inventories are not signs of a super healthy economy. But, you know, technically it means more output in the very, very short term. So what do those inventories mean? Because they are retail rather than wholesale inventories that have that have picked up. So is that retailers have just got in and found that the demand has softened so much? And if that is the case, isn't that good news? Because that's what we're wanting to happen to try and get that uh, that softer demand so that it brings prices down. So inflation isn't so bad. That you know, is it a case of in, bad indeed. news is good news again, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Indeed, it, it's if if it is involuntary, then um, mm. uh, and, and sales are lower then it's a sign of that demand-supply balance, uh, imbalance uh, coming back towards each other again. Yeah. But um, even though it might mean that uh, retailers have got – and, of course, it means, you know, they're going to have to cut prices to, to shift stock as well. So mm. – Oh, right, that's positive, positive effect on reducing inflation. Right. So, I mean, anyway, are we any the wiser? I don't know. Maybe things are starting to uh, ease a little bit, and hence that, you know, maybe the, the, the share market is right to get a little bit enthused. Let's look closer to home. Aussie inflation rising from 5.1% in Q1 to 6.1% mm. in Q2. That is in line with expectations, isn't it? 1.8% up on the quarter. Uh, for those top line figures, a lot of it is uh, new housing and rent values and fuel yes. costs that have been pushing it up. Yes, and grocery items. Yeah, food. There were very, there were very few items, weren't there, that that weren't increasing at a faster rate. Uh, the statistic that caught my eye was that uh, more than eighty percent of all of the different items in the CPI were rising at more than two and a half percent. Bill. So, um, you know, you looked across most of the items and they were contributing to higher inflation. The fact that, um, you know, we've had what, uh, if you annualise the uh, the core inflation in the first half of this year, you've got, some, you've got 6%. Um, so already, already it's clear and um, Philip Lowe's already acknowledged this, they're going to have to increase their inflation forecasts again. 
come uh, next week's RBA board meeting and those forecasts will be published on Friday, um, lower their unemployment rate forecasts. And it had a lot of the flavour, didn't it, that, you know, other inflation uh, reports have been around uh, around the world. Obviously, 6% is not quite the 8 to 9%, but it's nowhere near the 2 to 3% target. So the Reserve Bank's still got a lot more work to do, and you'd have to think that... Um, is a little bit behind in that process right now. So there's a Philip Curry piece in the AFR uh, that says, you know, because we know Jim Chalmers, of course, is giving a statement to Parliament yes. later on today, the new Treasurer, uh, and this article is saying he's going to talk about inflation peaking about 7% uh, with a lower growth forecast and higher unemployment. Uh, so they've obviously, and they've actually they've quoted here, uh, let me see if I can find the quote, uh, inflation will unwind again, but not in an instant. Uh, is what they, supposedly what the new treasurer is going to say. I think the AFR must have seen the script today. Sounds like it to me. Mm. Sounds like that 7% number is that number that um, the governor has already mentioned recently. Mm. Mm. So uh, is that the forecast, you know, that inflation uh, in the second half of this year will be the peak and it'll all come down uh, nicely next year, even though the unemployment rate's already down to 3.5%. Um, yeah, so. right. And of course, you know, we know around the world forecasts this year have been so accurate, haven't they? So we can believe them. They have. <laughs> we can believe them when they say that. Well, that- I think one thing that the Fed and others are worried about, Phil, is you know we had all those initial um, quite isolated year idiosyncratic rises. We had signs that you know as people were tilting their spending towards service sector, mm. you had labour costs starting to come through. We had the Ukraine war. We've had a succession of uh, elements pushing up inflation. And we're right in the difficult point now where uh, measured unemployment rates quite low. And part of that story, with some exceptions, um, it's been that you know, the participation rate has been below normal. But for whatever reason, you've still got that imbalance. Uh, so you've got a, some measure of flow on into wages and back into prices. And that's the risk, isn't it, that um, this story, you know, has more legs to it, that we don't know how this is all going to unfold. What what I find interesting is that, uh, you know, 6.1% for for Australia compared to 9.1% in the US... Mm. Mm. I mean, uh, I mean, nobody is expecting Australia is going to go anywhere near as high as the US. But why? Why the difference? If we look back over the years, like for example, in two thousand and eight, Aussie inflation was up around four point four percent, and the US didn't really get over three point eight percent. Normally, uh, we we don't lag on inflation normally. So what's what's different this time? It, time would be one of the reasons for that. Uh, I suspect that you know when we look back in two to three years' time, maybe the difference will be less mm. than what it currently is at the present time, Phil. Um, we know that, you know, because... So you think we could go higher? We could get up to where the US is? We could do. I mean, uh, look, the, the economy's been outperforming in Australia, hasn't it? Yeah. And um, No reason why it wouldn't, and on that, on that basis, yeah. Yes, the, and, and, infl- and inflation follows, doesn't mm. it, rather yep. than leads. Yeah. So that, 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 that's, that's my rationalisation. Well, that but, means I mean, that 7% is rather optimistic. But anyway, let's... Presumably the RBA next week, it's, it's locked in now, isn't it? 50 basis points? That seems to be the thinking. Um, I, I just, um, you know, I recall that that, uh, that speech that uh, Governor Lowe or that panel that he participated in back in late June, the one in, uh, mm-hmm. in Switzerland, the BIS one, yeah, yeah. when he was talking about this new inflation mindset. And that's a, that's a theme that Michelle Bullock picked up on. 
So given that and the fact that inflation's, okay, it's no higher than expected on the day, but it's certainly higher than what they thought it would be three months ago, um, would, would they be happy to increase rates by another half percent or would they be thinking of something that really stamps their authority on it? Remy's talked about this credible path back towards 2 to 3%. Mm. So might that be that's, might, they could go more. So I wouldn't discount that. Right. Uh, possibility, Phil. Right. You had it here first. We'll have to leave it there for now. We're Indeed. Running, we've said enough for today. Uh, great to have you on. Catch you soon. Thanks, Dave. Cheers, Phil. And quickly before we go, obviously, Aussie retail sales are out today. Also, US core PC for Q2 as well. And uh, the initial jobless claims and in- economic confidence for Europe as well. And on earnings, uh, Meta has come in. Q2 revenue of $28.8 billion. It's slightly below the $28.9 billion consensus. Uh, ad revenue is more or less in line with expectations. But here's the rub. They had to drop their ad prices by 14%. So if you've been seeing more ads in your Facebook feed, you know why. They've been pushing out more of them to try and keep revenue up. So uh, on that, Q3 revenue is downgraded. The estimate was $30.3 billion. They're now saying somewhere between 26 to 28.5. And ad revenue, uh, you know, is a bit of a leading indicator for how an economy is doing, isn't it? So that's a sign. Uh, as you might expect, uh, in after-sales trade, they are down a little bit. That's it for today. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Catch you again tomorrow morning. See you then.